Hello and welcome to the show. You may have noticed there is no theme music this week. That's because things are different. So if this is your first time listening to us, we are On the Island, a podcast about Survivor television movies and even podcasts. We're trying to get into all different kinds of niches for people, talk to cool people, talk about cool people and cool things, and really break down things. We're going to keep our Denis 2049 series in the feed and all of our Survivor episodes because that's pretty indicative of what we're going to do going forward with our focus. And like I said, we changed the name and the logo. If you were already subscribed, you noticed that. Uh, If you are a first-time listener, then you never knew anything. And you can find those old things. We went through all the Denis Villeneuve movies before his new Blade Runner movie came out. That was me and my friend Sam Hensel. And then me and my friend Ty, who I'll introduce in a second, for this episode in particular, talk about Survivor. So maybe you're here because of that. Maybe you're here because of movies. Maybe you are here because you know me. I don't even know why you're here. But you could be here for all kinds of reasons. But we are not the Foxworthy podcast anymore, as you may have noticed. Brian has not been here for a while. He'll still drop in occasionally, but we wanted to try to expand our reach a little bit, change things up. So we got tons of uh, cool stuff planned. We have a huge podcast-related episode coming out pretty soon, and we'll keep our Survivor coverage going. We still got to finish up our Denis 2049 series. So if this is your first episode, welcome. Hopefully I explained everything well enough. I think it sounds good. Uh, I'm excited for the change. I like the logo. I think uh, your designer... AKA, well, I won't give away his identity. We don't want to start, you know, telling people that he's available for work yet. That's should we? (laughs) I tell you what, I'll I'll ask him. It's a, it's obviously a. I just gave away fifty percent of the population. But I'll I'll ask him if he wants me to get it out there. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm sure we'll follow up on that in later weeks. I guess. So, yeah. yeah, it's on the island. We wanted to let people know we were a Survivor podcast just from the name instead of trying to figure out what a foe worthy is. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're, we'll hopefully have a new theme song soon. For now, it's me, Taylor Gaines. Did I mention that, by the way? I always forget to say my name. Uh, I think you mentioned it. You're Taylor Gaines. I'm Tyler B. Commons. You have a friend, Sam Hensel. I don't, I don't oh, know wait, I'll, names. I'll, I'll introduce you in a second. So, hold, hold on. Yeah, that's, I think that should be pretty much everything. It's on the island. It's a new and not new podcast. And we're going to do all kinds of fun stuff. So stay tuned for that. For now, let's get into Survivor. Survivor Episode 5. This one, the name of this episode was The Past Will Eat You Alive. And here to talk with me as we have done in our old Foxworthy podcast days and as we plan to do well into the future here on the island... It's my co-host. Coffee runs right through him. Tyler B. Commons, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing great. I'm excited for On the Island. But I have You're excited I had a to comeback. be on the island, I think is the way you wanted to say it. I'm excited to be on the island. I like that. That's a hook. It's selling <laughs> point. It's great. Oh my gosh, you're brilliant. But I'm Ty, and I'm here to argue that the hustlers aren't just a group of losers. Well, which hustlers? Old hustlers or new hustlers? I don't know. I just want to counteract Allie because she had a quote and she said the hustlers were just a group of losers. Hmm. And I don't think she thinks that through. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, 
Yeah, let's get into our normal stuff. I'm I was ready. Say, I'm I, ready. Hope, I hope I did a good enough job setting everything up here, but I've spent too much time already talking about us. So let's get into what we do best and break down some Survivor, where I should mention, if you've never listened before, <laughs> I've picked the winner correctly, what, three years in a row now? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. My team is in shambles, so my winner, we'll just get to that. My winner pick did come dangerously close to falling off the map this week, but she survived. Let's get into the spoilers starting now. Episode 5, in her first trip to Tribal, Rourke Luskin voted out by her new tribe. Give me your tweet-length reaction, Ty. How'd you feel? I tweet... Length reaction. Here's a throwback to 2005. I'm thinking there's about to be a what? Girl fight? I can't rap or, you know, get hyped. But that was my thought because I feel like her and another individual, I feel like they went at it and it was almost a girl fight for a little bit. Granted, I will out myself right now and say I watched this episode one time over ten and a half hours. So I had... And if that makes no sense, it doesn't make sense to me either. I just have a crazy life right now. So I'm excited to be here in the rest, in the calm, out on the island. <laughs> Not only are you bad at rapping or doing musical things, I don't even know what song that was supposed to be. Well, I Googled it earlier, but I can't remember. The you name. don't even I, know? Like, <laughs> that's the only line. I can't, I just, that's the only line that stuck out in my mind. It's somebody featuring uh, Lil John and... I don't know, Tyga maybe? I don't remember. Middle school is just a blur. <laughs> Fair enough. And Taylor, what is your what is your tweet length reaction to this action packed episode? Alright, I tried to rhyme some things here, so get ready. A lot of people might just turn off the podcast right now. Here comes the stork to light up Rourke. Whoops, there goes her torch. <laughs> that was that was, uh, I think, lit is the word kids are using these days. I don't know. It was something, man. The reason I said stork is because it was her first tribal council, if that helps. I didn't just pick, pick a random word. <laughs> She's a little baby at tribal, and she lost. Gotcha. There's the connection. Stork, yep. baby, brand new. Okay, full circle. We're I understand all there. Now. We all get it. Oh, man. So all our new listeners are gone now, so let's keep going. We're going to get <laughs> into our fantasy survivor. That's something we do here. Me and Ty pick teams at the beginning of the year, and we compete as the year goes on, and it has not gone well for Ty. <laughs> he, no, I continue in a tailspin. <laughs> he is down to five people, and I have eight still. Uh, the good news, I guess, for Ty is that the fi- the four people that he's lost, Katrina Radke, Patrick Bolton, Alan Ball, and now Rourke Luskin, were all very low picks for him. His top four are still in. He's got Desi, Ryan, Allie, and Lauren, and he's still got Ashley as well. So Yeah, if I can make it to late game, if I can stagger in, I think somehow I'll get points because, I don't know, I think Ryan and Allie can stick around a while. Lauren's not going to ruffle feathers. Desi's starting to make her presence known. I don't know. You can do the math if you really want to, but uh, Simone is the person out on my tribe, and... I have Jessica, Cole, Chrissy, Ben, Joe, JP, Devin, and Mike. Your team just doesn't sound as stacked as mine. I think I have a larger percentage of stacked people right now. So I'm what do you mean category. when you say stacked people? You know, really good players of the game. I think I got them. 
We'll see. I think I lost a really good player this week, but we'll we'll discuss that. Yeah, we'll talk about Rourke in a minute. But first, let's talk about the other end of the spectrum. We always hit our power rankings here, so we're going to get into our top three for each of us. Rourke, actually someone who I had in my top three after week one. Obviously, she won't be there this week. But mm-hmm. uh, let's get into it. Who you got number one after week five? So I'm going to go ahead and pre-apologize because I did my whole cheaty thing where I may have had a a couple like you know a pair of people and goodbye to the rest of our one, new listeners one thanks for joining stop. us <laughs> Ryan and Chrissy man they just they're running that tribe and they're both just really good at the game and they have great social skills and great minds so I had to put them number one also we got to see a lot of them so it just makes sense my number one goes to the first winner moment that we had this year we talked a lot on last year's podcast about sarah Mm -hmm. who ended up winning during game changers kind of leading the way during the zeke varner thing in the this is how people should react if they want to be nice people kind of thing that's a whole different conversation i think i'm i think i've left that one here in the feed uh if people want to go back and listen to that it's a good conversation uh we had our friend levi on who has a trans relative too. So that one was a good heartfelt conversation. But I thought we got that this week and it was pretty tangential to the actual events of the episode. So it made me think, oh, well, this has got to be something. And it was Ben getting Mm. a long sequence to talk about how he wants to help other military veterans put their lives back together and fight through PTSD and look to the future and things like that. Basically... If you don't remember, if you if you haven't seen it, he had a bit of a breakdown. Some of the bamboo in their fire exploded, and his mind and body did not take kindly to that noise. Um, and uh, I, I thought his tribe actually handled it well. I guess we've come a certain distance with this issue where people know that this is a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, obviously, I can't say I wouldn't know specifically whether... I would want people to handle it that way. But it seemed like, you know, Lauren asked him if he wanted to be alone and he said yes and they left him alone and he got through it, I guess. But uh, giving him a human moment like that to me was like, oh, this was the first moment out of all five episodes where I feel like they're highlighting somebody and being with blinking neon lights over his head and being like, this might be your winner. (laughs) And he's been playing well. So it's not solely based off that, but I put him number one. Yeah, I thought I thought he had a good moment. Um, and at the risk of jumping out of order, he cracked my top three, but he's at number three. I thought that, uh, as we're calling it, the human moment he had shined bright for him. And whenever you get a spotlight, you know, that long, you, you got to perk up your ears and say, oh, maybe the survivor gods, to borrow that quote, are going to shine down on Ben, you know? So, yeah, I, I think I totally agree with that. We got to see some of him, and he's playing well and he's in a strong alliance with lauren so i think uh there's a lot more ben to see you were just talking about chrissy and ryan ryan is my number two i didn't want to put chrissy here chrissy was my winner pick before the year as i alluded to at the beginning here and that obviously had my heart pounding for this one <laughs> but i felt like when your hand when your fate is solely in the hands of somebody else i can't in good conscience put you in my top three and Ryan could have easily decided to go with Allie and vote her out. But he's obviously been playing really well. People like him. And we'll talk more about him when we get into our tribal breakdown. But my number three is Mike Zahalski. Wow. 
from the new Hustlers tribe that has three old healers on it with him and Jessica and Cole because he found immunity and I usually heavily weight that in my power rankings because not there's not a lot of immunity idols going around. Mm-hmm. And hey, he's got one. Jessica knows about it, but I think because she's so close with Cole, she's not going to tell anybody because she's seen him do that four too many times. And mm-hmm. I feel good about Mike also in a narrative sense. They gave him a little bit of my whole life I've been the underdog and, and now here I am on top again. And I, I feel like that's always good. That's not an offensive accent at all. I thought it was well done. Yeah, he didn't crack my top three. Uh, jumping back up because I didn't, I didn't reveal my number two yet. I've got uh, Devin. I, we didn't see a lot of Devin this week, but I still think he's in a powerful position in his tribe. I don't know. They got a little 2-2 situation going on there. It is a 2-2 situation, but I feel like if there's some flip-flopping and stuff, I think he's going to be on the proper side of that. I think he's smart enough and a good enough player at the game to uh, finagle his way out of trouble. So he's stayed in my top top three. I think he's been in and out, but I think he's been in more than he's been out this season. So Yeah, he looked like he would be kind of a vacuous surfer guy at the beginning, but he's been pretty impressive, I think. But yeah, let's. Uh, I should have mentioned this off the top but we also have a former castaway who's part of our show every week here it's sunday burquest from survivor millennials versus gen x she made it all the way to day 35 in her season finished in seventh place and she's come on a whole bunch of times in our show's history and she's a good friend of the show despite ty smack talking her right out the gate we've worked past it we've worked through it we've become friends (laughs) yeah now every week she gives us her Hot takes. It's our Sunday Survivor second. For alliteration's sake, it's typically multiple seconds. <laughs> but but yeah, she isn't able to join us for a full episode every week, but she's always here with her hot takes. So let's give you that now. Our uh, Sunday Burquest week five, Sunday Survivor second. Hit it. Hi, guys. This is Sunday with my episode five hot takes. Poor work. She's a victim of the crime slap. I thought she was disgraced, but Chrissy completely threw her under the bus with the line about the all-girls alliance. Smart on Chrissy's part, she didn't get voted out. I really think Orion made a huge mistake by alienating Allie. I think Allie's a great player. I think Rourke was as well, and so is Chrissy. And I think, you know, his loyalty to Chrissy was there because of the fake idol, but I think he made a huge mistake in that bringing Allie into that vote, and I think he's going to pay the price for it later. Over at the other side, the red side, we have Jessica and Dr. Mike finding the idol. I'm just wondering if Cole had already looked for it. He he found the idol by the well at another beach. I'm going to assume he looked for it. He'd be smart if he did. I'm sure that he did, but now we have Jessica and Dr. Mike with an idol. And I think she can trust him maybe a little bit more to not give that secret out. To me, the best moment or most meaningful moment from the episode was Ben talking about his time in the military. I can tell you that the bamboo exploding is very loud in the fire. And I think for us to have a tiny, tiny glimpse of what he experiences in whether it's memories, dreams, loud noises, um, gives us just a little bit 
of a glimpse of his sacrifice. So thank you, Ben, for what you've done for our country and all those who serve in the military. Can't wait to see what happens next week. See you later. Thank you, Sunday. Always great to hear her thoughts, and hopefully we'll have her on for a full episode pretty soon. And we might have uh, some more guests from previous seasons. We're working on trying to do more of that in the second half because a lot of people have told me they kind of want to let things play out before they give their opinions, I guess. Yeah, but that's no fun. You want to throw your opinion out there. You want to let people criticize you and leave hate comments. That's yeah. that's what the internet's all about. Come on, people. In the meantime, obviously, Sunday was talking about tribal. Let's get into that. Rourke and Chrissy, it looked like it was going to be either one of them, which made this a very exciting episode for me. I actually overall thought this was a pretty good episode. Might have been my favorite of the season, actually, despite the popular opinion of what appears to be everyone else. (laughs) I liked both the challenges, which is rare for me. They both entertained me, and it felt like there wasn't like a big equalizer at the end. You actually had to perform the whole challenge. And mm-hmm. I thought there was a good mix of character and strategy on each beach. And the last 10 minutes were very entertaining because I thought my winner was about to go home. And Rourke had the classic overconfidence thing going at the end before getting sent to Ponderosa. I did think that that was a dead giveaway. As soon as she said, I don't think she said the exact phrase, oh, I feel safe. But she said something along those lines, and I was like, oh, I don't even need to watch the vote. I know exactly what's going to happen. She's going home. She Um, said that she felt comfortable, or at least the same level of comfortable. Yes, that was was the quote that got me. When she looked around and she's like, am am I allowed to say I feel just as good as when I walked in here? She's talking to Jeff. The other thing that Um, got me was she kept trying to not smile. She kept doing that smirk. And I was like, like, I'm safe and you're not safe. I'm going to stay here forever. I was like, this almost seems like it's they're playing it up too much that she is going to go home. But then it happened. Ryan decided mm-hmm. to go with Chrissy and JP instead of his uh, day one alliance, Allie. What did you think of that decision? I What I thought was interesting about that was he seemed to have his mind made up before they left because there was an interview with him and he said, I think this is the best decision for my game. And then off we went. Yeah, I think uh, for Ryan, for Ryan's sake, I don't think it was a bad move. Um, because he's so tight with Chrissy. I am worried about his future relationship, not only with Allie, but how's that going to affect his relationship? Because if they get back together and him and Allie and Devin, his other strong contestant, are together, and she starts telling him, well, look, Ryan flip-flopped, you know? He left our hustler, you know, triad, our group, to go vote with Chrissy, who he sent an immunity idol because he pitied her, not because she had a kind spirit or whatever BS he's make it up. I think there are two positive ways to look at it also, where on one hand, you could say it's a power move. You could argue it's too early in the game for this, but you could say it's a power move where if he had gone with Allie, you look back at the end, she says, he came along with me. But if he makes this move, it's like, listen, I was the one in the driver's seat here. I mean, that's more of a stretch of an argument. But I think the more obvious thing that they didn't really talk about on screen in this episode is that before this vote, all the healers were still in the game. It was still six to four to four, I think. And it made sense to get rid of a healer because you don't want all six of them making it back to the merge. I actually thought it was fascinating. Rourke, in one of her post-interviews with The Hollywood Reporter, I think was the one where I saw this, 
mm-hmm. said that she wanted her old healers teammates, Cole, Jessica, and Mike, specifically over on the new hustler, the new red tribe. She mm-hmm. wanted them to throw the challenge because they were the only one out of the three tribes now that has the numbers and could have kept the healers intact which is strategy on a level i wasn't even thinking about but would have made complete sense and i think that's another reason why ryan should have made that move i think you could argue he still should have filled ally in but some of rourke's post game makes it seem like her and ally were closer than the show showed kind of that ryan was a little threatened by her and Mm -hmm. maybe had good reason to not tell ally but yeah, I just think it made sense from a numbers perspective. You can't let them get all six back to the merge, right? Yeah, no, that's super dangerous, letting all six get back. And she even said it when she was in her final interview. Like, she doesn't harbor ill will, and she doesn't blame the tribe swap, which, you know, a lot of times I like to blame the, t- the tribe swap for people getting voted out that, you know, they were power players in their tribe, and then they get sent alone, Um kind of like Rorick may have happened. But she did. She picked up on it. And in one of her Hollywood Reporter questions, she talked about, and I think maybe it might have been Sunday, who said, uh, pay attention to who people are sleeping with around Tribe. You know, when you sleep. Yeah. Like, you sleep with the people you're close with. And she even brought up, hey, Ryan's not sleeping over by Allie. He's sleeping over by Chrissy and JP. So that was kind of a dead giveaway, which also just shows Rorick, not only was she going to get back to a tribe, a full tribe of six, she's also really intelligent in the way she plays the game. I think she called herself a super fan. I, so yeah, in- reading her post-game stuff, I really wish we had got to see more of her. Apparently mm-hmm. on the original Healer's Beat, she kept she kept taking beads from things to make Joe think that Mike was making a fake immunity idol to like freak him out and like stuff like that would have been interesting and you could tell she's one of those people where when you look at her you can tell that she's smart you know not not mm-hmm. like not like in a stereotypical like that person looks like a nerd kind of way like you can just tell by the way she's kind of pondering things that yeah she's she doesn't smart. jump in she doesn't just immediately jump in with her first gut instinct she like sits back and she thinks about it and even in her confessionals you can see that she's playing over the words in her mind before she says what she's going to say, you know. And I, I actually think... thought it was a blast watching her and Chrissy go back and forth at Tribal because they both were kind of trying to cleverly poke holes in each other's arguments in ways that I'm sure JP didn't understand, but were very interesting. <laughs> like, you know, Chrissy would say, oh, well, it's a two-way street. You could have talked to me too. I mean, I talked to these, this person, this person, this person. Then Rourke is like, oh yeah, well you just said I specifically talked to this person, this person, and this person. And it was just kind of interesting. I've, I don't think I've ever seen, if, if I have, I don't remember it. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen anyone say no comment in a tribal council, <laughs> which Chrissy did in response to one of Rourke's probes in this episode. So that was interesting. Yeah, those two are way too intelligent for their own good yeah no, it was a I take blast that back. watching them it was it was super fun watching just the way their minds work in thoughts for the game well even I, in their conversation they had before going to tribal too right which one 
when they were sitting on the beach, the, the conversation in question where Christy sat down and was like, I think you're a great strategy player. And Rourke was like, she's never talked to me before. Oh, yeah. When they're editing in your confessional time. I loved that because it just shows the way they both think about the game in such a, a big picture way. While at the same time being able to focus on the microcosm of like, oh, you haven't talked to me before. And how many people blah, blah, have blah. you seen play this where they would have been like, oh, yeah, I think Chrissy's with me or, or I think Rourke is with me. But Chrissy, it immediately cuts her confessional. And she's like, yeah, I think she was lying, which she was. And I was just like, it was it was just cool to watch two people who were actually good at reading each other. Yeah, it is, it is a very good episode of Cat and Mouse. It was almost like the classic Tom and Jerry episode where, like, you think Tom's going to win, but Jerry always comes out on top. You know, like they're just picking at each other. They're setting traps and they're like, someone always has to come out on top. In this case, it was Jerry. Rourke said she was also in good shape over at the original Healer's Beach. So I really think it would have been interesting to see uh, a slightly different version of this game for her. But she actually said that she thinks the reason JP turned so quickly was because Ryan told him that Rourke told Ryan that JP was manageable. And I guess JP didn't take kindly to that. I've criticized JP a lot for being very bland on our podcast. But I have a confession, Ty. Okay, shoot. I think I love JP. (laughs) Okay, I think I... Didn't I mention this at one point? Like, episode two, I was like, you know you're going to end up loving this guy... Because he's so predictable, and it's so funny. The moment where Chrissy was like, I think Rourke is trying to form an all-girls alliance, and he's just like, oh, okay, she's gone, she's gone. It was just like, he doesn't think about anything. And the when it came to him in Tribal, he literally was like, uh, well, I don't know, Jeff, uh, there's two guys up here and three guys down there, so what do you think? And I was like, it was kind of like, huh, good point, JP? What's funny is uh, apparently they didn't show this on TV, but Rourke said that in response to his <laughs> to him saying that, Chrissy said, oh, yeah, well, it could also be uh, that JP, Rourke, and Allie, you're all from Los Angeles, so and you guys are always talking about Los Angeles, and me and Ryan are both from New Jersey, so it could be LA versus New Jersey, too. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, the, my point is... I find JP's mind to actually be interesting now in like a very funny, predictable way. Like there's a scene where he's just looking at Chrissy's hand in this episode and I'm like, God, I want to know what's going through his mind right now. (laughs) It's like a baby discovering their hand for the first time, you know, and they look up and their eyes get huge and it's like sitting in front of their face. But I think I, I think I figured out who JP is. JP is one of those guys from the cast of 300 that Leonidas literally doesn't care if he lives or dies. He's just a giant jack dude with no shirt on who ends up getting speared by some invader. Sorry, that's all I was thinking about. I was like, he looks like he could be cast in 300, but he's also a no-one character. He was cast in Survivor, but he might be a no-one character. Most of the foreshadowing on rewatch of this one was Allie-related. Mm-hmm. Right after the reward challenge, they quote her saying... I trust Ryan. I need to have his back. And during the reward challenge, Jeff even says, and I don't know if this was intentional, but it's only a 42 minute show out of like 72 hours. So possibly, but during the challenge where they were on the ground, not using their arms, 
trying mm-hmm. to crawl across. What was My what favorite. was weird to me is they had to push one ball across and then shoot five. Why didn't they have to push five balls across? Did you see how long it took Ryan to get over that little hill? Yeah, I think anyway, they've done the- stamina challenges in the past that last four and five hours, and I don't think Jeff wants to be in the sun that long. After all these seasons, he's probably got <laughs> melanoma. Anyway, the line Jeff says is uh, Allie very close to Ryan when she's pushing the ball towards him. And I just mm-hmm. thought that was funny in retrospect, like, because she thought they were close and, oh boy, didn't end well for her. That's all my thoughts on Tribal and the new healers, new yellow tribe, whatever they're called. Do you have any uh, more thoughts on them? No, I'm interested. I The... The preview from the next episode, I want to see how Allie and Ryan interact. Because it looks explosive, but I want to see if Ryan is good enough at this game to bring that back. Yeah, he looks like... We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit at the end, I think. But right. I'll, I'll leave it with this from work. And this is interesting to me because we talked to Sunday about getting a pretty light edit, obviously. And I liked the way that Rourke put it as someone who didn't appear on screen much in her five episodes. Mm-hmm. She said... I knew they can't start a story that doesn't have a finish. Yeah, wise words. She's a smart cookie. I did like, and this is also relating to Rourke in one of her interviews, and she just said this in passing, I didn't think about it, but she said she was in a group text with all of the healers. So I think that kind of means they have a fun cast again where not everybody hates each other. I think we've said this. I think this is a similar cast to Millennials vs. Gen X in that People respect each other as like players, and they're not harboring ill will. So at I the just same think time, it's a fun cast. At the same time, we've already ho- we've already heard multiple times from people getting voted out that they really don't like the person who voted them out. Like Rourke was like, "Yeah, that stuff between me and Chrissy was pretty real. We didn't really click." And Alan said that about Joe, obviously, and Patrick said that about Lauren. So I don't know. We'll. We'll see how it goes. And obviously, it's not as entertaining of a cast as Millennials vs. Gen X to this point. But mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. How do you feel about the Yellow Tribe with uh, Ben and Cole and Jess and Mike and and Lauren? I like that tribe. I'm not sure that they're the strongest. I mean, obviously, they want immunity. So they're doing something right. They got um, all the healers from the swap, man. That They're going to keep winning. Yeah, but I just there's excitement because they found an idol in a very Tai Trang esque way where they're like, Oh, well we had an idol here at this camp, we might as well check for this idol at the other camp, you know? Yeah, by the way, in an interview I think it was with people, somebody asked Jeff Probst, Are you concerned that people are gonna load up on idols like Ty did because you guys keep putting them in the same spot? And his answer was just Nope. <laughs> One word. I think you should be concerned, Jeff. <laughs> I think he likes the drama that idols bring, you know? Like, if he could figure out a way to just place out six idols, like, in plain <laughs> sight all season, that cameras, like, zoom it. You know, if they, like, set it up above their uh, shelter that they build and, like, a camera just zooms in on it every scene, I think Jeff would love that if there was something that exciting going on. Do you think they should tell Cole, Jess and Mike, who found the idol? No, because Cole doesn't keep his mouth shut. So why are you going to tell Cole when you have a feeling that it's just going to go out and everyone's going to know it? Hey, I agree. I think they've been layering in, hey guys, Cole is bad at this for weeks now. And whenever they go to tribal, 
I think he's seriously on the chopping block, whether Jessica wants that or not. And even this week, they showed him pissing off Lauren because he's eating too much food. Was it that he's eating too much food or that he's like licking the inside of the jar and sticking the spoon in his mouth and not being considered of everybody? I will say she kept saying things that the camera did not have evidence for where she's like, he's licking the spoon and then scratching his leg with it. And then they would be showing him and he would not scratch his leg with it. And then she mm-hmm. was like, and even Ben is rolling his eyes and they'd show Ben and he would not be rolling his eyes. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, maybe she's exaggerating, but he clearly does seem to be eating a lot of food. Not enough, apparently, but we'll talk about that next week, I guess. I'm sure. What about the other tribe, the four? The foursome of Desi, Ashley, Joe, and Devin on the uh, old Heroes Beach. Desi had another line, which I always like when Desi has lines because, uh, as I've said before, she's my winner pick. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on that tribe, uh, I think physically they're strong, and now that we're getting down to small numbers, I think they'll be able to coast for a while, um, at least until the next merge or tribe swap or whatever. whatever's coming next. I think that tribe can hang out. Emotionally, they might not be the most connected and drawn together, but I just don't think that's going to be tested because I think they're strong enough in challenges that that's not going to be an issue. Devin and Ashley are hoping to court desi over to their side i guess to take out joe but that could be weird if that tribe does have to go to tribal like you you think they won't i'm not sure Mm -hmm. i I, the most interesting thing from them this week was related to last week's vote where joe said i read your face baby girl i read your face and ashley at the beginning of this episode said i caught myself as soon as i did it basically admitting to somehow giving away that they were going to vote for Joe and allowing him to play his idol and save himself. So we went back and watched it a couple of times. I can't figure out what moment they might be talking about, but apparently it happened. Everyone who was there says that it happened. Yeah. And I mean, that's just survivor editing. Like it's not going to be dramatic if, <laughs> if before the vote happens, like to be read, they show Joe turn around and Ashley's like, Oh, <gasps> Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> like, like what could she the... have been doing? Do you think she could have just been like pointing at Joe or something and been like, let's vote for Joe? And then like does like a whoop face. Well, I guess you can't see my face. But like, you know, <laughs> what could have possibly happened? I don't know. They all admit to it. So someone explain that to me. Yeah, I don't I can't tell you exactly why or what or how. Um but if enough people have said it happened, I believe it happened. We got to wrap up, but next week we got Allie versus Ryan to look forward to, as you alluded to. Uh, he looks like he gets a little too angry, maybe. His face contorted in a way that was kind of scary in the clip that they showed. And mm-hmm. Cole collapses in the clip that they show at the end of this week's episode. So there wonder- could be some serious excitement. Yeah, I mean, Allie literally collapses in the sand and pulls her uh, her buff over her face, kind of like crying, and she doesn't trust. Uh, I think she was crying in a little clip of confessional they showed. Um, so I'm interested to see how that. I'm interested to see how that plays out. And also, Cole might just be too swole. You know, he doesn't get enough food out there for those giant bulging muscles he has. So His muscles that, are hungry. That just led to his downfall. Yeah, that's probably a good jumping off point for our picks for next week because 
there's something we do all the time that never pays off. It's called our medevac pick. And this week I'm putting my medevac on Cole. See, you're just reading into the edit. I'm putting my medevac on Joe. Interesting. Why? Why? Because I, I'm always the guy that falls victim to the edit. You know that. Um, and I'm, try- I'm trying to stay away from that. If this is me being an idiot, which, you know, it often turns out that that's the case, uh, then I'm just keeping up my track record. But if not, who's going to look super smart? This guy's going to look super smart. And the way the rest of our standings work is that our team can earn points by winning challenges, more points when it gets down to individual immunity. But this week, I got 12 points for my team because I have a lot of the new hustlers and they won immunity again. Ty got six points from his team from that. And the other thing we do is we allot 10 points to disperse however we like over all of the remaining people as to who we think might get voted out. If that person gets voted out, you get that many points. It's simple. Everyone gets it. That's so, it. So you ready for my picks? The problem we're having, the, the, the problem we're having so far is that we're not doing well with the picks. Uh, we have correctly picked the elimination four times out of ten total picks. Yeah, but I feel like we started out hot, and then the tribe swapped happened, and people don't know each other, so I'm confident we can come back. Okay. Let's see if we can get it back going. Who do you got your ten points on this week? Oh, I should say, by the way, before you do that, the standings at this point, as they now stand, Mm. you have five people left, I have eight people left. The total points, Taylor, 67, Ty, 41. All right, I'm going to just dry off camera later. Oops, Ty's, Ty's leaving. <laughs> I'll be back Come next back. time. Thanks. <laughs> okay, no. Um, yeah, falling behind, but that's okay. I don't know why it's okay. I'm just deciding it's okay. <laughs> Sometimes you just <laughs> have to Because if you tell yourself it's okay, you can get through it. Everything will be all right. So, to make it even better, here's my picks for next week. Get it I'm going. I'm going to put three of my ten points on Allie, and I'm not going to tell you why. I'm going to put three of my ten points on Joe. I'm also not going to tell you why. I'm going to put two of my points on Devin, who is in my top three. And I'm going to put two more points on JP because he's like talking to a tree. I like that you somehow think that if you don't give reasons, you'll actually get it right. I know, right? I feel like I always take way too long to explain my reasons. And then people are like, oh, this guy's stupid. (laughs) So I'm going to just try and let these people think I'm smart. (laughs) Well... You got to get it right to look smart, but we'll see. I put four on Cole because everything I talked about already. I put three on Joe because what the hell? Come on, Devin and Ashley. Get Desi. Do it. Vote Joe out. And then I put then I put three on Allie. So uh, I should mention we never exchange picks and usually our picks are different, but we got two of the same people this time. Yeah, it's been a while. I think uh, episode one and episode two, when it was kind of glaringly obvious who was going home, we got the right picks. But uh... Well, actually, the first three episodes, we we both got Katrina and Patrick in week three, and we both thought Patrick was going in week two or Ashley. So okay. we had some unity, and obviously we were four for six after those first three weeks, but we've fallen on hard times here at... Oh, I caught myself. Here on the island... With Taylor Gaines. And Tyler B. Commons. (laughs) 
sometimes yeah we're gonna do all kinds of stuff stay with us uh if if you want us to cover a specific subject a podcast or a tv show or a movie or anything survivor related really we, we don't mess around with that big brother stuff that shows garbage and well, there goes the rest of our new listeners <laughs> we don't want to offend the rest of our cbs crew <laughs> uh anyway no but yeah and we are always looking to get new interviews on the podcast like i mentioned we've talked with some survivor castaways in the past that i've left up on the feed michelle schubert sunday burquest joe del campo uh, a few more in the works hopefully but yeah stay tuned we're on the island now with everybody else so we can talk survivor more accurately so that means we're gonna get our picks right this week and it's this season's gonna keep keep hitting its upswing hitting its stride well said <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think we're ready yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to see what continues to happen on the island i'm excited this season the season's getting good because we're finding out who people are and this is when survivor kind of hits its stride like you were saying i think this is when the season starts to become the game we know and love let's let's do it man and one more note on the podcast i'm still working through some logistical stuff so if you have questions about the website or the Twitter or something, or even the feed, the feed might have more episodes than I said it had. But by the time a couple of weeks from now, it'll all be sorted out and we're going to be a brand new baby podcast. Can I say that? I think that's a perfect description. We're like a stork. Full circle. The stork to light up Rourke. <laughs> In her first tribal council, she's gone. Gone, but not forgotten because she's ridiculously smart. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. No theme music this time. Some of you will probably like that. <laughs> Heard a lot of complaints about the old theme music. Some of you might want theme music, but we'll have new stuff. Just just hang with us, man. We'll be here on the island. I'm Taylor Gaines. Good night. Bye.